When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media's New England Patriots postgame show. Marvin is on. Mike Mono, we are here right after the Patriots game where a wild finish almost took place, Marvin. Patriots got the win, 38-31 against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. But that last play there with a Hail Mary pass from Trubisky to the end zone, uh, Kevin White came down with it. Out of all people, Kevin, Kevin White. White. You know, I think that's probably only second, second catch of, catch of the, the season year. for the yeah for the year, and he came down with it on pretty much the one yard line. But the Patriots gang tech, I think Harmon was there to really push him, and then they all ganged up and really forced him out of the end zone to bring an end to the game. But while finished, again, Patriots get the win, thirty-eight to thirty-one. What a game! A lot of action in this one for sure. I mean, I think when you think about this game, one thing that comes to mind, Mike, is special teams. Mm-hmm. Special teams was huge. You get the. First of all, it starts off, starts off a little funky. You know, Cordell Patterson fumbles the ball off his, his second kick return. And then, you know, Chicago Bears capitalize off of that. But then he redeems himself later on in the series. Um, I believe in the second quarter, uh, he, he takes it all the way to the house. And then you get also a, blunk, a block punt by Hightower, which Kyle Van Noy takes it into the end zone. So special teams was huge for this game. You see a score in 38 points. You're thinking, man, Brady must have thrown for maybe four or five touchdowns. He might he might have had a stat that went off like um last week against the Texans. True. And that just did not happen. Yeah, man. Again, like I said, a lot of action back and forth. Uh, points were being put up, 38 points for the Patriots, 31 for Chicago. You know, obviously Trubisky has had a couple of solid games uh, this season where he's put up big yards, big numbers. I think he threw for six touchdown passes in one of his games. Uh, But the Patriots, for the most part, held him in check. You know, guy went 26 for 50, uh, two touchdown passes, uh, two uh, two interceptions, but 50, 50 passing attempts that's a lot that's a lot right. you know that's that's numbers that usually the real gunslingers out there like maybe Brady and Rodgers Drew Brees maybe they're throwing for 50 but uh I did not expect to see Trubisky come out and throw the ball 50 times you know at the same time he was doing a lot of work with his legs as well he rushed six times for 81 yards he was making a lot of plays happen with his with his with his feet and i mean it was surprising to see i knew you know a lot of these new age quarterbacks they're able to do that they're able to scramble out of the side of the pocket and pick up yards but he was doing he was he was rushing but it's not even like he was 
doing anything fancy. He wasn't out there like a Cam Newton or something where he was maybe juking players or stiff arming. He was doing a nice little stutter step and, you know, giving himself space and room to work with. So that was the real confusing part to me as to why the Patriots really couldn't get a handle on him. Mitchell Trubisky, man, you go off a game facing Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's having – he's has a great game. We know how mobile he is. But I, I don't know if the Patriots were prepared for Mitchell Trubisky to, to rush like he did. And like so. you said, Mike, it was simple – it was simple movements. It wasn't like he was he was going off for maybe what he was looking like Michael Vick out there no, doing spin moves, juking that. It was simple movement that the Patriots defenders they've done this a lot now, Mike, where they over pursue. They they go straight ahead onto the quarterback. All the quarterback has to do is slightly move, and they and they miss them. It's it's, quite, it's getting kind of embarrassing now because yeah, really there's times where the Patriots have great opportunities to sack the quarterback. And they because they over-pursue a simple movement, if the quarterback moves up in the pocket, boom, he gets he gets free. And Mitchell Trubisky took advantage of that. Shout out to him. Um, he went for – he's through for 330 yards. <laughs> you know, two touchdowns and an interception and had 80 yards for rushing. So that's a great game for Mitchell Trubisky, something that the Patriots definitely did not game plan for. Yeah, you know, obviously – you figured a guy like Tariq Cohen is a playmaker. Uh, Jordan Howard is a, a, a strong, you know, punched up the gut type of running back. So there's there's a lot of other playmakers, but, you know, you didn't think that Trubisky would really put his, you know, stamp on the game and in right. plays that he can make. But obviously he did. You know, he put them in a position to, to win this game, especially late in that fourth quarter. He, he was driving. He was driving before uh, the Patriots were able to get the ball back. Um, with that late interception, I think that's what happened. And But before that, yes, Trubisky was driving up the field and making plays. Again, 50 passing attempts. That's a lot for any quarterback, any game, uh, no matter what part of the season it is. Um, but we, we could get back into more of the, the game action and what we right. saw from the offense and defense. But the biggest storyline coming out of this game for sure, is the loss of, of Sony Michelle going down to a knee injury. You know, he only was able to finish the game with four carries uh, for 22 yards. He even caught a pass from Brady for 13 yards. But, you know, he got his knee, his leg got caught up in an awkward position where I think someone might have landed on him. Right. And on top of the fact, he fumbled the ball. So it was just a double whammy in a sense where you lose a guy to injury and then you turn the ball over. But, you know, everybody starts right now – is with Sony Michelle and what's the status with him and his leg for sure? Mike, that's a major loss. That's a major loss for this team. I, I know I said it a couple times here on this show. The Patriots are going to go as far as Sony Michelle takes them. I felt like he he is the key factor for this chip for a championship run on this team, and it just it hasn't him going. We don't know the you know the intent how how far the extent of this injury, but it didn't look good, you know, and just seeing him walk off the field with two guys holding him. He looked like he was walking in so much pain in that game. Sony Michelle, now you have you you you're going with a Barner and James White. Barner's not the greatest runner. James White, he's been running well, but you know, specialty. that's not his specialty. He needed a guy like Sony Michelle that complements him well. You lose Burkhead. You lose Sony Michelle. You lose Jeremy Hill. Those are three guys you all you figured would be major factors onto this team. Now you're you're pretty much down to just James White, and it's gonna look like the offense that we've seen before, where it's mostly mainly a passing offense where Brady has to throw the ball a lot more times than he would like to. And this is still a 41 year old quarterback. It's just not a good sign. Yeah. Again, you've you've had you know almost three solid weeks of a 
dual back, solid combination of Sony Michelle and James White, you know, driving the ball up the field, whether coming out of the backfield or James White uh, catching the ball and making plays happen. You've had a great dual threat combination with Sony Michelle and James White. And now Sony Michelle could be out for who knows how long. You know, hopefully it's uh, just a bad sprain. Right. You know, that's, that's what you can hope for. And, you know, he may need a game or two. And, and may, is this the same knee that he injured and was dealing with during the offseason whatnot? You know, we don't know the full extent yet, but it's just – it was tough to see him watch. I think the report was that, you know, they he, he was carried off the field, you know, with two trainers by his side and whatnot. You know, after he got to the uh, got to the sideline, got to the tent, they decided, okay, he needs to be carted off. And they brought a cart for him and took him into the locker room. So – Anytime you see a cart come out to the field, it's never a good sign for a player. Um, but, yeah, it's a huge loss. Everything you just said is completely true. Uh, right now, it's just James White. You know, you brought up Barner uh, from the practice squad, but that was not the plan. You know, it wasn't the plan to lose Burkhead. It wasn't the plan to, right. to lose uh, Jeremy Hill. It's never the plan to lose a player, period. But, you know, in a position now that's really, really weak, you know, there's no depth there. Uh, Patriots, honestly – have to make probably make a move if they want. I mean, yes, they could go. They have Tom Brady. At the end of the day, they have Tom Brady. Thankfully, the receivers are healthy. Obviously, Gronk is dealing with something. But again, the reports were him that he'll be back for week eight. Um, so the guys are there on the receiving side of the ball. But do you make a move to try to find that balance again with to complement, you know, the offense, you know, the wide receivers? Do you try to go make a move to find a balance and bring another running back in to, you, to, you, to be you there? Have to. You have to bring in someone. And this is when you know, a couple of weeks ago, this is a new that we didn't bring up because we thought it'd be nothing, but now it becomes something web. You had a guy in web that was in preseason with you. Saw you the know, games, he yeah. was he was in your practice squad very well, and then you cut him you cut him loose. You know, obviously because you see you got this duo going on, you have Barney in the background, but now Webb would have been perfect to move him back up here. He was a hard runner. I loved what I saw from him in the preseason. We talked about him a couple of times when we were doing the preseason show, mm -hmm. season show, Mike. So now not having him, that hurts a lot, man. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do moving on. I mean, it's great you got this win. No Gronk. Something we didn't mention here. Gronk was not playing in this game. You have no Sony Michelle. So you relied heavy on James White. And, Mike, James White, once again, played well 11 carries for 40 yards and then in the receiving game eight receptions for 57 yards two touchdowns this guy is brady's number one target he's taken over the edelman role yeah he, he's brady's number one target now and every time he gets the ball something good happens but how much do you want to utilize him before you wear him down as well so you you need to have that balance with him yeah and a great comment that just came in here from d murphy uh is J he feels james white could possibly get hurt if he's carrying the ball a lot. And yeah. honestly, it's true. James Knight, James White has never been a guy who is supposed to be out there for 20-plus carries in a game. He's always and should always be in a position where he's just complimenting maybe a power back or somebody who can, you know, work the way Sony Michelle has been working these last couple of weeks. I never, and I don't think the Patriots ever envisioned James White as being the solid number one 20-plus carries a game type of guy. What he does – for the Patriots, he does it really well. And it's a guy similar to the role that we've seen over the years with the Woodheads, the Vereens, uh, these guys that have come through and just been able to be depended upon to catch balls at the running back position, almost like a wide receiver, not the power back um, that the Patriots have had over the years, like Sony Michelle, uh, before you had LeGarrette Blunt, Blunt for a while. So I agree, D. Murph, 
that's not James White's, you know, cup of tea. I don't want to see James White as the number one. He's a great running back. Don't get me wrong. He does his job very well. But to be that number one guy that you need to hand the ball off to, you know, 15, 20 times, that's not his role. That's not where he shines. So I think a move definitely has to be made for sure. Another thing I want to bring up, Mike, is, you know, some something we always say here when we see turnovers, oh, that was very uncharacteristic of the Patriots. Patriots a bit, it's starting to be characteristic. Mm-hmm. Patriots are turning the ball over a lot. Fumbling is another thing that they're starting to do. In this game, we had Cordero Patterson. We saw the fumble. Sony Michelle, when he got hurt, you saw the fumble. Julian Edelman. Let's not forget when he was in the punt return, he completely whiffed on the ball, too, that bounced off of his head. Tom Brady throwing that pass to James Devlin. I think that was a fumble. Whether it's a fumble or interception, it wasn't a good throw, first of all. You know, Brady, this this wasn't a good throw. Devlin couldn't hold on to the ball. So these are a lot of turnovers that are happening in this game that are putting Patriots in this position. I I think I want to quote the person right. Matthew Pardis, Spardi. Matthew Party said that, you know, the defense looking t- terrible. Let's be real. Yeah, sure. The defense hasn't been great. But, Mike, they've, they've been put in bad situations. They've been put in situations where the the Chicago's offense or whoever they're playing's offense has a short field. Mm-hmm. When they have, you know, they have to march down the field 80 yards a game, the Patriots defense hold their own. But now with all these turnovers, of course teams are going to score. Of course they're going to score 31 points. And that's why you need to score 38 or 40-plus points to, to be able to win. These offensive turnovers are killing the Patriots. Yeah, man. Uh, and Patriots are not a team that's really known to make a lot of turnovers. They are this year. You know, but this year, again, yeah, like you said, this year it's becoming a reoccurring thing. You know, either fumbles are taking place. And I feel like, you know, excuse me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Brady has – throwing an interception in almost every game this season, you know, and this is a guy who, you know, over the years, his interception rate has, has, has gone down. You know, he's not really known to turn over the ball himself too much. Obviously you can't control the tip pass sometimes or whatnot, but Brady's not going to be the one to really throw the ball into coverage too much. That has the opportunity to get picked off. But again, like you said, the turnovers happening a lot this year. So it's, Patriots are getting this win. You know their record sits at what five and three right now. Yeah. I'm 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 sure it's five and three. Um, but turnovers is something that you got to correct if you really want to be a, one of the elite teams in the league. I mean, you look at a team like Kansas City. You know, to start the year, turnovers weren't an issue for them. They were just running through teams. Patrick Mahomes wasn't really making too many mistakes out there. You know, usually a turn a team that plays, you know, mistake free football and they're not turning the, the ball over. That's sometimes most likely the team that's going to come out victorious. But Patriots are squeaking by right now. You know, they find a way to get it done. And you got to be happy with that. You know, another area of the game that I definitely want to talk about. Obviously, you didn't have Gronkowski today. And, you know, people are obviously going to have the question mark of, you know, Gronkowski's not there. Brady's top target, favorite target Mm -hmm. to throw to. But how would uh, the Patriots respond not having him? Honestly, I think... I, you, I don't feel like they – you're always going to miss Gronk. You're yeah. always going to miss Rob Gronkowski on the field. But it didn't really show that they were dreading not having his presence on the field, in my opinion. Yes, you want him out there because he just adds to much more success for the team offensively. But I think, at least in this game right here, you know, maybe in a different game against a different opponent with a different defense, could be a different story. But in this game right here, missing Rob Gronkowski wasn't huge, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, Gronk's the guy that the last time they played the Bears, he scored three touchdowns on, right? He's an amazing – we know how great he is for this Patriots team. I believe last week, if you don't have Gronk, you don't win the game, even with his only three receptions. However, this team is built to play without Gronk now. They, they've they they've got it, especially now that you have Edelman, you have all these weapons. They understand that they can lose Gronk at any moment. This guy's injury prone. They played many games. They played seasons. They played Super Bowls sure have, without yeah. Rob Gronkowski. So if Gronk, if Gronk is not able to play a game, and I'm pretty sure they knew, even though we just probably found out he wasn't going to play like yesterday, it was doubtful, whatever. Yeah. Patriots went into this week understanding that they wouldn't have Gronk. True. So they practice for it. And when you have those passing running backs and things like that, you can make up for it for not having Gronk. And this team this team will be fine without him in weeks, weeks in and week out. Now, if you lose Gronk for the season, then, you know, that puts a burden onto Brady. But in, in a game where they can be prepared, I think Gronk would have made this game easier, but the offense played well. The offense, you can't – I love – we got to give a shout-out to the offensive line. The yep, offensive sure. line was amazing. Khalil Mack, you could, you barely heard his name during this game. They really – they focus. When they can focus on one pass rusher, they do a very good job on in that. And Khalil Mack wasn't a factor in this game pretty much. Brady was able to, you know, freely throw the ball down the field. James White looked good running the ball. Barner was put – was going down the field a little bit. So – the offensive line, this is weeks and week out now that they have great games for this team. You know, man, I feel like that's been one of the mainstays for the Patriots over the course of the season. There were question marks with the offense in the beginning, you know, not having Edelman and whatnot, trying to work guys in. The defense has, has been up and down. But I feel like if there's one solid consistency with this Patriots team, it, it has been the offensive line. And, yes, they've suffered some injuries. They've missed guys that could be very useful. But they've been solid all season long. I think they've been doing an awesome job. You know, again, over the last three weeks where Sony Michelle was at his greatest, you know, we talked about on the roundtable last week if we think Sony Michelle is one of the top running backs in the league. And I mean, yes, he's doing a great job running the ball and doing his thing. But a lot of credit has to go to the offensive line as well and being able to clear the space for him and allow him to work. So I think a lot of credit needs to be given to the offensive line and what they can do. If you give James White that role of being a guy who takes 20 carries, he can't, he can't do it. But maybe the Patriots say, look, we have trust and faith that our offensive line will, you know, clear the path for him and let him be able to work a little bit. Now, again, in my opinion, I don't think James White is built for that role. And I don't think he should be placed in that role to do that. But, you know, this offensive line has been very solid for the Patriots over the years, whether it be protecting Brady uh, or um, clearing the space in run blocking. So, you know, I got to give it a lot. I got, got to give a lot of credit where credit is due uh, for the offensive line. So shout out to them for sure. Hey, Boston sports fans, do you want to get a killer seat to your favorite team for the price of a beer or a large pizza? Tired of paying all those inflated markups from brokers or last-minute convenience charges so you end up paying courtside prices for nosebleed seats? Go to 1in100-0.co. That's 1in100.co. Feeling lucky? Try it now. The novelty in 1in100 in that there's no other place online that's doing online raffles to win tickets to events. It's a totally new way to score tickets to your favorite events or a new way to score Boston Celtics tickets. You know, Celtics are kind of hot right they now. Sure are. Like, Two and one. Hot. 
Tickets to events are hard to get in and get good ones for, that are least expensive. The cost to potentially score tickets with one in 100 is a small fraction of the actual ticket price. Score a pair of tickets for less than a cost of a beer. Your first raffle is free after signing up. The experience of using one in 100 is extremely fun and exciting from picking your lucky number to the feeling of potentially scoring premium tickets. Feeling lucky? Try it. One in 100.co. That's one O-N-E-I-N-1 Z-E-R-O that's Z-E-R-O D-O-T dot C-O one in 100. Mar, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. And to the viewers out there. I've been looking and trying to see mm-hmm. what running backs are available, at least free agent wise. And it's not looking good. Again, we don't know the extent of of Sony Michelle's injury. He could be out for the season. He could be out for a couple weeks. Who knows? Um, it didn't look good just from the eye test. It didn't look good. So I've been out here looking at what's available, and it's it's not it's not looking too good. You know, I feel like in terms of Patriots trying to go out and look for something, you know, obviously maybe a trade with another team is probably what needs to play, take place. But there's nobody out there on the free right. agent unless you're trying to bring DeMarco Murray out of retirement or something no, like no, that. No. Like, I don't see anybody available, at least free agent-wise. There's a comment out there that I see right now, Le'Veon. I, I saw Le'Veon's bell, and there's a lot of things there. First of all, are Patriots just trying to rent him for a year? Yeah, you could. You could use him as a one-year rental. Because but you have to give up a lot. You'd have to give a up a lot. Rental. And it'd be a one-year rental. Two, Steelers not doing that. Steelers Steelers are probably willing to trade Le'Veon Bell, but not to the New England Patriots. They've, they've, come, they've come out and already said that they're not trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. Well, I mean, but what if a team, you know, even if it is the Patriots or anybody else, they give up the King's ransom for the guy? I'm talking. First round, there's, you know, so you're telling me there's they, nothing they, that could be put on the table in front of the Steelers they've already, or a they, trade. The fact that the Patriots went out and spent a first round pick on a running back was shocking enough. But for you seeing them trade everything for Levy, nah, they won't. They wouldn't do that. Let's wait and see what, what's the hey. word out on Sony Michelle. I think you know you find out what you can do to bring in Webb, <laughs> wherever practice squad he's in. You try to get him and, and sign him. Bring him in here, and you you roll it out with James White, Barner, and Webb. That's that's I think is the most ideal way Ooh, to go about that's it. Ugly, it's it's ugly, but you'll manage. True. You'll manage. You know, Burkhead, of course, is on IR, but he can come back True. at a certain time. You're gonna have bodies coming back later, so we'll, we'll see. Let's. We're hoping for the best right now with this Sony Michelle news. Hey, like Ted DiBiase said, everybody's got a price. So if Steelers want to really make a move, there's a price. And which team is willing to make that price? I, I don't think it's going to be the Patriots. It's not going to be the Patriots. But, I mean, yeah. And, again, everything you're saying, if you do go get Webb and bring him back, if you do roll out there with, with Barner, Webb, and, and Sony Michelle, you get Burkhead back after weeks uh, – I think it's week eight he's able to – week eight or nine you're able to come back from the IR. I'm not too sure. But either way, again, like I said earlier, this is an offense that that's built on Tom Brady and his arm and what he's able to right. do with that. So thankfully, you know, for the Patriots, a lot of their, you know, faith doesn't have to be put on the running back position because they've had years 
where the running backs have not done jack squat for them. And, you know, the Patriots are still able to find a lot of success because of Brady and the weapons that he has. So it's up to, you know, your Josh McDaniels to really start getting creative on what he what he's going to do with that running back position. You know, James White is going to be out there getting the catches. Yep. Barner, he's more of a guy, you know, James White. He's James White liked. That, that's his role. We obviously seen him more doing the running down the middle because someone needs to do it. But we'll see how Josh McDaniels tackles this. There's some names being thrown up here a lot. I see a name from uh, Griffin Covari saying, maybe you give Detroit a little nudge. You know, Matt Patricia said, hey, swing LeGarrette Blunt no. back this way. No, <laughs> no. No, 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 you know, no, you could give no, Matt no. Patricia the I can see call. the thing is, you can it's see a it great take. It's <laughs> a great take. I see it happening. But personally, I don't want Blunt here. I don't, yeah. I don't want Blunt's Blunt, time is Blunt, coming Blunt, gone. Yeah, it's it's coming gone. I'm all set with I'm all set with Blunt. Uh, it's a great take, though. I I I can see you know that happening. All right, all right. Another thought. Another comment here is maybe you hit up the Raiders. They're looking like they're they're, they're probably in tank everyone. mode. They're trying to get rid of everybody, and at this point, maybe you just tank and you know have Gruden reset. You know, next offseason, the way this season's progressing, maybe they're trying to swing Marshawn Lynch. He's hurt. like, no, I like that. I like that I like too. That. He's hurt right now. He's dealing with a groin injury. He might miss, you know, the next couple That's of games true, or two. Though. That's true. That injury might shake. If Marshawn Lynch was healthy, I like it. The only thing I don't like is the third round pick for him. Too high? Too high. Too, too high. high for Marshawn Lynch, but I like the idea. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, you know, if you have any other thoughts on, what the Patriots can do, you know, at the running back position, you know, all the talk right now is Sonny Michelle and his status moving forward. But if you have any other ideas, keep sending them our way because, you know, Patriots can make a move and, and bring somebody else to be a compliment to the to the offense and to James White. So let's see what can happen here. You know, one good thing, though, Mike, you know, you never want to put an opponent down or anything like that. But the Patriots Get a light, a light week next week. Longer week to rest, recover. You play Monday night, and you play against the Buffalo Bills. If there was a week to face the Buffalo Bills, it'd be now. <laughs> it'd be right now when, while, while you're hurting. I mean, Buffalo Bills. They got a running. They got a quarterback in Josh Allen, who's also very mobile, and he's he, also hurt. And he's hurt. Will he, what's his status for? That's another thing. His status is up in the air as well, too. You know, if it's not him, uh, I doubt they <laughs> – please, play Peterman if that's what they want to do. If, you, if they play <laughs> Peterman, if you play fantasy football, start Patriots. starts Patriots defense. Yeah, and, I mean, another thing, too, with facing the Bills next week is it, do you need to rush Gronk back? Does Gronk need to be rushed back to the, to the field, to the playing field? Because, you know, again – not trying to put down any opponent, but you know it's the Buffalo Bills. Maybe Gronk can take a day off and just. What I heard was they were they were resting, they were resting Gronk for this week so he could be ready for the Buffalo Bills matchup. But if they go through this week of practice, right, and Gronk is a little hobbled, I would say no need to rush him back. You can definitely say, look, you need another week to get your back in order, get your ankle in order. They looked fine again today going up against the Chicago Bears. I think they'll be quite all right if Gronk was to miss that game. Um, 
they can get him back for week nine and be ready to go. You know, there's a big matchup coming up really soon against the Green Bay Packers. Right. And obviously the Green Bay Packers are not, you know, cream of the crop right now in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers had a great game last week where he brought them and led them to a victory. All it takes is, with this defense, all it takes is a great quarterback to, to dice you up. So it doesn't matter what the team is looking like. You know you know that your team is going to put up points. It's what can your defense – it's coming to what can your defense do. You know, someone brought it up early. I'm not going to go back at the moment. I'll give you a shout-out later. But it's, they said that um, they, this team looks like the 2011 defense. And if you remember the 2011 defense, that's, I believe, when we went to the Super Bowl. But that defense was just – bad got yeah. diced up and Bra Brady just needs to throw for 300 yards every game and you know he was a younger Brady then great offense as well but this this team is looking like that in some sort of way because you're you're letting up 30 30 plus points a game at this moment if this team is like that 2011 team I will say this team has the advantage where they have better weapons I'm thinking of 2011 and you had Gronk you had Aaron Hernandez um, at the wide receivers. My goodness, I don't even – was that the – that wasn't the Kimbrough Tompkins year and Dobson. You know, the wide receivers were so – they weren't big-name guys that, you know, it's hard to really recall too much. But if you look at it compared to this year, Edelman, Gronk, Josh Gordon, uh, Dorsett, who can still make plays, Hogan's out there, Cordell Patterson's a playmaker. You know, those are a lot of guys that just listed that, yes, Brady's 41. Do you want him throwing, you know, 45-plus times in a game? Probably not, but I think the way Brady's set up, TB12 method, his body, his arm, I think if he needs to make it happen, he could. He just did it a year ago in the Super Bowl where he right. threw 50-something times. So For 500-plus yards. 500-plus uh, yards. So I think the way the offense is set up, if you have to, you know, go to – if this has to be a year where – Look, we got to outscore the opponents to win the game. I think they'll be capable of doing that, but I don't think this defense is that bad. This game wasn't too good, but I don't also think this defense is that. I still think somewhere this defense has potential to just be solid. I know in the beginning of this game they said uh, this Patriots defense is averaging the most points they've had, I think, under Belichick. If I think that stat is correct, I think they're averaging around – the average right now is 24 points a game coming into today's matchup. Obviously, that's gone up, okay. you know, giving up 31 points to Chicago. But I just feel like this defense somewhere, hopefully towards after the bye week or something, they'll just be really able to lock in on all cylinders and click and be and be solid moving forward. What I did like was, you know, Roe finally came back, and now they put him in the dime nickel package. He's no longer side-by-side side with Gilmore, and we saw how how that worked out but then when he got hurt you put in a guy like jc jackson in mm -hmm. to replace him and he got targeted a lot mitchell trubisky was going for him and he made a lot of penalties mike a lot of hand in the face he got beat a couple of times but then he comes back and he gets that interception sure which was true you know jc jackson he's a guy in preseason when watching him he just kept making big plays. He's young right now. He's getting targeted a lot. He's going to make mistakes. But you know somehow, someone he's going to fight. It reminds me a little bit of Malcolm Butler. Yeah, you know, throw him right into the fire. You know, this guy, rookie. Like you just said, mistakes will be made. Um, but he's getting opportunities to get game action and be on the field. So, you know, sometimes people say experience, experience is the best teacher. 
And that's what he's getting right now, being on the field. Unfortunately, it may come at the cost of somebody else getting injured ahead of him on the depth chart. That's unfortunate. But once you're on the field, you know, especially under Belichick and his Patriots organization, as soon as you step foot on the field, you're expected to do your job and do it great. No matter if you're a 12-year vet or a rookie coming into the first season, the Patriots are going to put you in the uniform to do your job and do your job well. So, you know, J.C. Jackson, I think, like you said in the preseason, he has big plays that he can make happen. So I think the Patriots have him on his team for a reason, and he'll continue to shine. You know, if he's trending in the Malcolm Butler direction, that would be great because Malcolm Butler did have a great year two seasons ago. Right. Um, so let's hope that J.C. Jackson continues to develop and, and, became, and can become a solid piece of this defense moving forward. And shout out to Clifton. It was him who brought up the um, 2011 defense. Okay. All right, Clifton. You see with that comment for sure, man. But, you know, Marv, I'm looking at the time here. Right, right. I already saw some comments coming in. We got to get to the stars and sorries of the game. Yes, sir. Obviously, if you have some coming in. Put them down so we can, you know, read yours, and we'll let you know our takes as well as the stars and sorries of the game. So let's kick it off with the stars. You know, I'm seeing a comment right here again from Clifton. He says his three stars of the game are Josh Gordon, Trent Brown, and Donta Hightower for that blocked punt that he had, which was huge. You know, the blocked punt led to, I think, Kyle Venoy scooped up the ball and brought right. it back home for a touchdown. So I think I'll give Dante Hightower a star for sure. I agree with you, Clifton. You know, that blocked punt was huge. And I think over the season, we've been talking about Hightower a lot and him, you know, kind of just disappearing and not really Looking being a there. Slow. Looking slow as well. But I think this is like two games in a row now. He's made some big plays. Uh, and again, a block punt is huge for the for your defense and being able to put six points up on the board. So I'll definitely give him a start, and hopefully he can continue to find that you know rhythm of making big plays, whether it be a block punt, whether it be a huge sack, strip sack, force fumble, uh, whatever the case may be. Dante Hightower definitely has big play mentality. So. Dante I think that's two weeks in a row now that Hightower is yeah. a star of the game, and that's what you want from your best defensive player. I got two different stars, Mike, right, on this game. Know, let us know. So last week I gave it to the offensive line. This week I'm gonna give it to the cornerback group. Okay. I'm gonna get it. Okay. I'm gonna give it to the defensive backs. You know, Stephon Gilmore won. He's just he's been a dog, man. He's been a dog out there. He's been playing very well. You know, when he gets targeted, he doesn't get targeted much. But when he gets targeted, he's just been making the right plays. Stephon Gilmore, he's a guy that's been in the Patriots fans' doghouse. You know, mm -hmm. it's been easy to criticize because of all the money he's got. So he's going to get all the attention. Second year round, though, Mike, he's been playing very well. And the other reason I want to give it to the whole defensive group, Jonathan Jones, man. Yeah, man. That catch, <laughs> that one-handed one catch was 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 amazing and then you bring in jc jackson who i mentioned you know he had that interception as well this this defensive backcourt the cornerbacks right now they're playing they're playing they're not playing bad a guy yeah. we didn't mention jason mccordy yeah i think it's jason mccordy i'm trying to not get messed up with Devin, but jason mccordy he's been playing well too in that cornerback position ever since he took it when eric Rowe got hurt he's been playing well so i like i know i understand that they've been giving up a lot of points yep and, you know, Patriots have been turning the ball over, but they've been now they're starting to cause some turnovers as well, which is very important for this team. So there's a lot you can see a lot of negatives, but also the pros as well on this defense trending upwards. Yeah. So I got to give it to the defensive back core. My second. That. 
James White. I was thinking the same thing as you, my guy. James White. That the guy's a baller. Sure is. He hasn't disappointed in one game, Mike. Like we'll say his numbers again: eleven carries for forty yards, then um, eight receptions on ten targets, fifty-seven, two touchdowns. That he has become Brady's favorite target. That's Brady's number one guy, and he's been playing great. I think you got to start talking about James White and considering him in a Pro Bowl selection. Mm. That's how well he's been playing. I, I can't disagree with you at all, especially in a game like today where you lose Sony Michelle. So James White had to maybe take a couple more extra carries more than he did, especially towards the end of the game where Patriots were just trying to true clock. You right. know, you didn't have Sony Michelle in there to move the chains and pick up those yards to just watch the clock uh, wind down. So it was it was up to James White, and I think he did a solid job in doing that. You know, even though that is not his role, that's not usually what's expected of him. But he stepped up in a game where they needed him to do that, and he was that for the Patriots. So I agree with you 100%. James White gets a star of the game for me as well. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show right here, we tell you sorry. sorry. So, sorries, bring them in. Let us know who you guys have as sorries. Me, if I had to start off with a sorry in this game, you know, I'll definitely give one. Ah, this is tough because he kind of bounced back. You know what? I was going to say Cordell Patterson, but because he bounced back. You and, can't give it to Cordell. And he came back with that. You can't give it to Cordell. I won't, give, Mike. I won't give Patterson a sorry of the game. Uh, but if I did have to give a sorry out, ooh, this is a sorry for a man who I don't even know how many snaps he got. But the fact that he's a non-factor. Patriots played this game and didn't have a single reception from a tight end. Single. I know the Patriots have a backup tight end on this team. You can't give him a sorry. I'm going to give him a sorry. I'm going to defend him. Like, is he hurt? Is he hurt? He was in the game. I saw him okay. blocking. He out there. I it, Yes, the Patriots have other options, a lot of other options at wide receiver. But – is, are we just going to accept the fact that Dwayne Allen is just nothing but a blocking tight that's end? That's what he that's, is. That's, that's that it. Is he's, a role. he's a traditional that's blocking it. tight end. That's it, Mike. The fact that – but before he came to the New England Patriots – Okay, let it go. Let it go. He was let on the Indianapolis Colts where he was a solid option in the, in the receiving the, game. The Patriots saw that <laughs> first season, it wasn't working out. So they made him a traditional tight end where he's just blocking or he'll be a safety blanket if anything worse comes to worse. And Brady doesn't even use him as a safety. He'll rather throw to James Devlin. James Devlin got a target over Dwayne Allen. And I would say maybe possibly Dwayne Allen, he must have better hands than James Devlin. Because if that wasn't the case, you need to change Dwayne Allen to a fullback and call it a day. But he's a tight end. Either way, all right, Marv, you tried to defend him a little bit. So here's what I'll do. I won't give him a sorry because he sucked and didn't do anything in the game. I'll give him a sorry because my has the mighty have fallen. Damn, He's my. gone from a guy who could catch balls, catch a couple touchdowns and whatnot to just uh, come in, block, and take your ass back to the bench. So Dwayne Allen, not a bad sorry, but still a – Sorry. sorry. I'm <laughs> saying sorry because I tried to defend you. I thought Dwayne Allen had a good game. Man, he's he, good had a, he had a good game. But that's all he is now. That's what he is. You got to – it's what he is. This guy's just a blocker now. That's it. My sorry goes to – man, I've been waiting to say this. 
Landon Roberts. Oh boy, yeah. He's Landon this, Roberts, man. man. That guy, yeah, he's just a sorry, he's he's just a sorry player, but mm -hmm. when I was talking about, you know, being there against the quarterbacks and overshooting a play, he's he's the king of that. Jeez. He's like he's just the king. He overshoots his target and he gets juked out by Mitchell Trubisky. When I tell you, it was one of the slowest jukes I've ever seen in my life. It was it was it was a two step, a half a two step. He just moved. It's like he was doing the cha cha slide, and all and, all the dudes said was slide to the left, and that's all Trubisky and did. Gone. And Landon, he was past. And then all of a sudden, you know, Elaine Roberts, this game, this game was pretty close throughout. You know, you have a chance in the end zone to really where, where I mean, the Chicago Bears offense were rolling. They're in the red zone. And Landon Roberts makes a great play, Mike. Yeah. About to get the interception and drops it. They end up scoring the next drive, which um, Jordan Howard. Elaine Roberts just, he, you have to have him there. You need the depth in the linebacker position. But week after week now, man, he just he's just missing plays and he's hurting this Patriots defense. So I gotta give Landon Roberts a sorry. Landon Roberts from Marvin myself in this post-game show, we give you a sorry. sorry. I see my boy Clifton coming at me saying, Dad, how can I give Dwayne Allen a sorry? Look, he does a great job blocking. Like Clifton said, he did a great job against Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was a little hurt, though, coming into this game. So I, we won't even get into all of that. He didn't have a big impact on this game. So I'm not giving a sorry to Dwayne Allen because he's not a good blocker. He's a great blocker. But the fact that he just was a receiving tight end and now his role has just diminished to just being blocking. That's like working at a grocery store. And sometimes you can be the cashier, but sometimes they need you to bag. But there comes a point in time like, look, we don't want you behind the register anymore. Just stay there. Just keep to bagging until you got a clock. You're, out you're, you're a good bagger. You know, <laughs> you just stay at, stay that. You no bag more cashier so well. for you. Just stay at the <laughs> paper or plastic. That's all your life for the rest of your time in the Patriots uniform. So it is what it is. Um, any more thoughts on this game, this matchup with the Chicago Bears, and then moving forward to next week against so uh, the Buffalo Bills? Ryan Allen got brought up as being a sorry. I remember the last the last punt, Mike. Oh yes. I, yep. I, I even asked you, like, what the what what was that? You know, Ryan Allen hasn't had a good year, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Patriots brought in a punter during training camp to really like, you know. See what's up with Ryan Allen, and you know he he won the job obviously because the punter didn't even play during preseason. But Ryan Allen, that was funny money. The whole special teams this year has been funny money. They made up for it with Cordero Patterson with the with the nice kick kick return touchdown, and you had the block punt by Dante Hightower. But it's been it's been off balance. The only one who's been really great is Gaskowski. Yep, yeah, Gaskowski's yep. been really solid. Except for that kickoff last week where it was like a squid pick or two weeks ago. Was. That was weird. I don't know, but. but yeah, man. That's all I gotta say. Special teams, we gotta, you know, we gotta shore that up. True. You know, special teams is a huge part of the game. That's why Matthew Slater's headed to the, the hmm. to the Hall of Fame one day. Oh, because Matthew Slater up. is one of the greatest the great special team that. players to ever suit up. Don't do that. Don't Guy do not that. a receiver. You know, he's not even he's not even bagging groceries. He might be outside pushing carts, to be honest. <laughs> but he's great at his job at pushing those carts and being Shut a special team up. player. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, Marv hates Matthew Slater. I don't hate Matthew Slater. <laughs> when have you ever seen me say I hate Matthew Marv Slater? Doesn't I think... just don't get <laughs> I just don't get how Matthew Slater just became he's a, a super captain <laughs> of the team. He's one of the voices in the locker room. 
the players look I don't hate Matthew Slater. Don't <laughs> listen to this guy. All right, all right. With all that being said, though, I do have some shout-outs, though. Okay. Shout-out number one, Celtics are back underway. Shout-out to the Celtics doing their thing. And obviously, number two, Ooh. Red Sox to the World Series. They will be taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a time it is for Boston sports. Patriots are playing. Celtics are playing. Red Sox are playing. Bruins are playing. Can any other sports city really say that they have all four of their major teams playing? The Patriots have, um, this, Boston teams have done this a number of times. Yeah, and know what's crazy about all of this? As hard as Boston is, LA is kind of hard as well. There's a chance where you could see chances where, you know, you got Dodgers, Red Sox. You got Celtics, maybe Lakers. You got um, what what other team am I thinking about? Patriots, maybe Rams. You know, these these Western Eastern Conference teams are both on the rise at the same time, which makes for a great rivalry. But yeah, man, I'm loving it. Boston Red Sox, let's go. Yeah, man, we're all looking forward to a Boston Red Sox World Series win. So shout out to them for sure. Um, but with that being said, we will be back here live again right after the game where the Patriots take on the Bills. Uh, tune in. Check us out. Holding down with all the breakdown, the analysis, the recap of that matchup. Um, and yeah, I think we are ready to sign out. Yes, sir. So for Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. This has been the CLNS Media's Patriots postgame show. Again, powered by CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all Boston sports. We will see you guys next week.